Wait, that was a real toot? That was a fart. Oh, I picked up really well. <laughs> Did it? Weird. Um, anyway. Did you think I was making that noise with my mouth? Yes, I did. It was not. <laughs> I thought you did that, and I was like, No, that's sir. That's irreverent. That's South Park humor. That was with we my that butthole. That, that would be something that Glee might do at this point, but... It's just fart. For <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> the whole song. I mean... Well, isn't there... There's like a... There's a joke that Sue tells, where she's like, you'll fart... Um, that one Journey song. Yes, yeah, you'll start Wheel in the Sky. No, well, no, it's not Wheel in the Sky. It's like it long... is Wheel in the Sky. It's literally the one she says. Is it? Who well, here knows the Journey catalog it's better? You. Um, no, what she says is she's like, you'll, you can stop holding in your nine-year-long nine... fart. Yes. And then, and then when you get home, it'll you can release. let it out, and then it'll sound, sound like... like Wheel in the Sky. Yeah. Wow. Um. Oh, hello. Oh, well. Welcome to Sam Maggie Hakley. Hello. Hello. I don't know if this counts anymore. No. You know, it's hard to tell if this is canon or not. Um, because it's a fucking wild episode, y'all. It's um episode four. Yes. Of season six. Yeah. Called The Hurt Locker Part One. Part one. Um What's weird is you'll notice that's a reference to a movie. About bombs. Yeah. During war. Yeah. And also, like, I just, I don't know how to describe this until we actually, like, get into the meat of it. But it's just bizarre. It's literally the weirdest episode of Glee, including shit like Puppet Master and and the the Christmas Christmas episode. episode. The non-canon Christmas episode. Yes. Like, the whole structure of the show has changed because of this episode. Yes. This literally... Okay, one of the best things is that this kind of honestly confirms some of our, like, fandom canon. Yeah, sort of. (laughs) Which is just wild. So, it's written and directed both by Ian Brennan. Yes. Who, um, I guess, yeah, I mean, he's got some wild ideas. They all do, though. Yeah, well, and I just, I feel like it got to season six, and they're like, let's just go for it. Well, do you think this is a turn that Sue's character was always supposed to take? No. Oh, no. I feel like Sue was supposed to leave the show, like, three years ago, but Jane Lynch is a pretty good actress and people like sue so they you're, have to keep you're, her. you're making a an idea here that like they had a like a multi-year plan for this show which is completely untrue oh sure yeah you know like yeah. sue was never supposed to leave right you know because they they've just been writing episode by episode this oh entire God. time yeah well then if that's the case then obviously this wouldn't be planned no because nothing was planned oh no no I mean, it does sort of fit into place. Yes. Um, but it's... It comes I, out of nowhere. It's out of nowhere. Give me the stats so we can sure. actually start talking about the episode, please. Yeah, so it originally aired on January 23rd, 2015, with 1.82 million viewers, which is down from last week's 1.98 million. Mm. So. 
we start the episode with a recap, yep. even though we praised the show last week for not having recaps anymore. <laughs> right. And we started the next episode, and we were like, well, fucking course. Yeah, no, yeah. this literally happens every time yep. we finally get around to praising them for it. Yeah, so. they they just come back. Um, yep. So we start with a polite luncheon yes. between Sue and Will in the teacher's lounge at McKin- McKinley, for yes. some reason. It's not really described why. Um, and when Will starts talking, Sue's like, Wow, I can stand him despite his styrofoam voice. This yes. it's a much longer monologue, like in her head monologue yeah. about how his voice sounds like somebody putting nails into styrofoam or something or other. Yes, you know how Sue does it. Yeah, well, it's it's what's great about it is Will's like prattering on about fuck all, mm-hmm. and Sue is just monologuing in her head over it. Well, yeah, well, Sue's doing the exact same thing, but yes. and like. I guess they've really mastered the art of the Sue monologue, where yes. she can just sound menacing for, yes. like, long periods without you really needing to pay attention to it. Right. Well, and also, um, this entire episode underscores pretty much everything Sue does yeah. with, like, these, like, very tension-heavy violins. Yeah, shrieking violins. <laughs> like, it's very... It's masterfully done. Which it's is not really a song or a melody. No, it's, it's a just, sound. Yeah, it's like tension noises that yeah. you hear in a horror movie. Yeah. Um. She describes Will as a maudlin imbecile yes. that she's always hated. Yes. Um. But now she can stand him. because um, yeah. he works somewhere else. Yeah. And he's not running the Glee, Glee club. club, which she yeah. hates. Yeah. Um. And then when Will leaves, he leaves a um a used plastic lunch fork. That's how Sue. Describes sure. it in her head. Um, and uh, it just triggers, like, rage. Yeah, Sue, Sue takes it very personally. Yeah, she's like, oh, he expects me to clean up after him. What yes. am I, his mother, his maid? Yeah. Um, and, like, he's like, oh, I hate Will Schuster and I always have. He's always expecting me to do all this shit for him, whatever. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> she takes the fork. Yes. And we see her take Becky to her lair. It's yeah, like a in her Lacar. Yeah, in also. her Lacar. It's at like a storage unit facility. Yeah. Um, and she says that this is where she stores her hatred. Yes. Um, and where she'll plan her greatest revenge. Yeah. She also calls it her hurt locker. The yes, her hurt locker, which is what the episode is understandably named for. Um, and. Sue um, is, has this, like, bo- like a serial killer board. Yeah, like a Pepe Silvia board. Yes. That's just scattered with strings and pictures and, like, little, like, I'm, okay, obviously the, the highlight for us watching, because yeah. we've been here forever, is that there's a picture of the Glee Club. Original Glee Club. C1, or, yeah, S1. And there's a little post-it note pointing to Matt Rutherford that says, Missing? missing question mark? <laughs> and there's, like, like bits and pieces from yeah. uh, in b- plastic baggies. She puts uh, the fork that we just saw in a plastic baggie labeled Rage Fork. She puts it <laughs> next to Will on the board. She's also got like a track from Rachel's Weave yes. on the board. Yeah, and like the funny girl, like <laughs> She's got so much stuff. And there's it's all also... co- connected with yeah. red string. Well, there's also like a wheel in there that apparently yeah. she used to pick who she was going to torment, I guess, because yeah. it's like a butter knife sticking out of it. Like, it's yeah. weird. Yeah, so, but it's not the weirdest thing in no. this storage no, locker. not by far, so, and that's the weirdest part. So Sue turns from the the board to this organ yes. that's just yes. in here, and she plays a, as the subtitles describe it, cacophonous chord, yes. which then reveals... Yes. Her claim shrine. Yes. It is... <laughs> yes, well, no, let's repeat that just to clarify for anyone who 
didn't watch Glee at this point, because why would you? Clean Shrine. Yeah, it's Moulin Rouge themed. Yes. And um, has a cardboard cutout of larger-than-life heads of yes. Blaine and uh, Kurt sharing their first kiss. Yes. Back in, you know, schoolboy warbler style. Yes. And it, when you see this, it's like, did she take this picture? How'd she get this photo? Well, and there's, like... Sp- memorabilia from Everywhere. all over. Yeah, like, and all these, like, weird pictures of Klain, and it's just unexpected. She, she says in her monologue that she's been quietly shipping them from yes. the beginning, yeah. and that they're inseparable apart. Right. Um, but when they're together, <laughs> um, they're, um, their love melts them out or something, and she yeah. loves it. Um, and sh- her greatest goal is to be their flower girl at their fabulous gay wedding. Yes. Okay. Yeah, no, it's... So this has changed everything. Right, obviously, because not only does it, like, give us some clarity into why, how Sue manages to, like, hold all these grudges and, like, do all this random shit, but it cements a, like, and I have to credit Chris for this, but, like, an Umbrella Academy style of narrative. Yeah. Where Sue has come back from the future to ensure that Clayne gets together... And here's my theory as to why. Yeah. We've established Blaine is an evil demon. Yes. If he doesn't have Clayton, or he doesn't have Kurt to torment forever, he unleashes that upon on the, the world. On the world. Yes. yes. And so Sue has come back. To throw Kurt to the demon. Yes. So that way she can save the world. Yeah, that's completely reasonable. I think you're very right. <laughs> I mean, it makes about as much sense as, as Sue this. suddenly just loving Clayton. Well, I mean, she's always had a soft spot for porcelain. That's true. I guess. Um, she and still she, insults him and treats him like dog shit when he's true. at the school. But it's so that he runs back to Blaine. I guess. Um, Look, that's horrible, When she though. found out that they broke up, she was heartbroken. Yes. That's how she describes it. Um, We see Kurt and Sue in Sue's office. Yes. She calls him Porcelain the Sweet Gelfling. Yes. And um tells, her, tells him how upset she is that they've broken up and that she will dedicate all of her energy to getting Blaine back for Kurt. Um, and Kurt says that that's not what he wants, that he's moved on. Yes. Um, and Sue's like, oh, but why? You're both blouses. You're perfect for each other. Um, and describes that a blouse is a... Flouncy gay bottom. A, a, no, a floaty... <laughs> that's not right. I mean, a floaty, flirty femme top. They're not bottoms. Oh, wait, that's right, yeah. Because a blouse is a top. Is a top. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, which is true. They're sure. both um, controlling as fuck. Yes. Um, and, yeah. Um, oh, we also find out right here that Sue has arranged an invitational... An invitational to destroy the Glee Club. Yeah. And Kurt says, hmm, excuse me? And Sue says, oh, um, I should have done that in the monologue. In the voiceover. Yeah, um, like, is this where we find out about Walter? No, not yet. No. Okay. Uh, well, I guess... I feel like... Kurt implies that he's met somebody new online. Yes. And I'm not sure if that's this scene or the or, next or one. Or a but, next one. Yeah. But whatever. So we go to the McKinley Auditorium. Yes. To, I guess, the Invitational. Well, because no. Will and Vocal Adrenaline are here. Sure. But no one's going to sing today. I guess... It doesn't make any sense. So Will and Vocal Adrenaline are here in the yes. McKinley Auditorium. And Rachel and Will do a walk and talk. Yes. Where they, um, well, Rachel tries to convince Will to throw it. Yes. To bolster the 
courage of the new directions yes. um, to perform better. Like she's like, Oh, if you do worse, then my kids will feel better. Don't you have an obligation to this school? We made you so happy. Don't you want to protect your home? Yeah. And Will's like, well, I don't know, Rachel, I'm under a lot of pressure, all this shit. And they, a drone. Yes. They, a, a very noticeable drone. and large drone. A drone that would make a lot of noise. Yes. Um, <laughs> in any other situation. Um, just floats next to them and records this entire conversation. Well, yes. the part of the conversation where Will acquiesces to yeah. throw the Will, Will says he'll throw it, yeah. Um, and, yeah, so we see Will going up to the vocal adrenaline kids, who are all, they all seem to hate him, um, and tells them that they're getting new songs yes. for this Thir- invitational. 30 minutes before, and... They have to, like, put it together. But they're not in the costumes that they sing in at the end of the episode. Right, because they're not singing today. So, well, okay. I, you could make the argument that this invitational and this whole episode is, to- is like, told in a um, non-traditional way. Oh. Like a non-linear fashion. Sure. Yeah. Even though that, I mean, that's I not guess. something Glee has ever done. Well, they kind of have been dipping their toes into it, but not, like legitimately yeah Um, yeah and i mean honestly i have no explanation here because it just doesn't make sense and like the the vocal and drone kids seem upset oh yeah they're getting new songs right well yeah whatever well they also don't like will like it's very obvious the drone catches that too yeah and then we see the drone zoom away yes making lots of noise off into the hallway where it students, yeah. Students, and they all, like, run away from it, like, ah! Yeah. We can see it just fine! <laughs> and it goes past a sign that says I- ISIS Awareness Week. It's one of those, um, uh, like, digital signs yeah. that last week said, get your crap together. Yes. Um, and it enters Sue's office. We see from, like, the pinhole camera on the thing, uh, Sue's face, as it goes in, and then the shot changes to a flash of an American flag yes. on Sue's desk, panning over that to where the drone is landing, yes. right next to it, to Sue's, like, smug face, where she says, your Khaleesi is proud, or yes. whatever. And, um, Sam, do you want to discuss? Yeah, okay, so, <laughs> I don't understand, but yeah. it feels like this is trying to talk about, like, American drones. drones. Like, because ISIS is referenced, we see the American flag. True. It's a drone that's, like, terrorizing people as it flies through the hallway. Yeah. Like, it's also committing espionage. So, like... And Obama was doing all of these things with drones at this time. Right. Which just feels like a weird thing to have. Yeah. Like, why? Well, I mean, you know, I didn't catch the political commentary, but once you mentioned it, and I was like, that is a flag. And it's, like, waving patriotically. Right next to a drone. Yeah. It does seem like they're saying something. Right. Um, and we were debating, like, what kind of awareness Sue wants to raise about ISIS, but we, we settled on it's probably just their existence. Yeah, like, I mean, uh, it, it has to be, right? Like, Yeah. Uh, so, we see go, we see Sue go to the locker room mm-hmm. in the next scene. Oh she, my god. She goes up to the suggestible Sam. She, like, starts <laughs> the conversation by being like, would you say you're suggestible? And Sam says, well, I don't know, do you think I'm suggestible? <laughs> Sue's <laughs> like I think yes. you're very suggestible. Yeah. Um and then she hypnotizes him. And yeah. when I say that, I mean fucking literally, y'all. <laughs> yes. She pulls out a like a pocket, pocket watch, watch and 
swings it in front of his face. Yes. And Sam is hypnotized. Yes. There is a, like, swirling black and white <laughs> yes, swirl. With, like, like the wavy, like, face close-up. And it's just... What? Like, okay, if we... Magic is if real! You, if you started this episode and you're like, this Hurt Locker is fucking bizarre, you get here and you're like, what the legitimate fuck is happening? Sue can like, hypnotize people. Like, literally. Well, and it's so weird. Is this like, okay, is her pocket watch like a future device? Maybe. Maybe hypnotism becomes a real thing in, like, 2021. That's not far from now. Wait, no, sorry. 2121. <laughs> I don't know when she's from. The year 3000. Sure. I mean, it's as good as Not any. much has changed, but they live underwater. Okay. And they have pocket watches that hypnotize people. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so she says that um, the next time he hears a, some certain phrases, let's do a song, flatbed truck. Piano. Piano. Um, that he will fall madly in love. With Rachel With Barry. Rachel Berry. And yes. he will kiss her and then forget everything. Yes. This is evil. Well, yeah, and like, it's just, like you were saying, we have no precedent that None. anything actually supernatural can happen, happen in here. this show. Like, this is some magical-ass realism, y'all. Yeah. I guess, like, if you were going to, uh, like, hypnotize anyone... The most, uh, like, the person who is least sound of mind right now yeah. is Sam. Right. No, I agree. <laughs> I, and that's part of it. There's another scene, so spoilers, there's another scene later this episode where she hypnotizes him again, and he, like, breaks out of it at one point to be like, wait, are those words supposed to make me hypnotized or not hypnotized? And it's just like... What is happening? What is happening? So we go back to the auditorium. Yeah. The warblers are here. Yes. Along with Blaine. Yes. Um... Is it the Invitational? Who knows? No? Maybe. Um, they're doing warbles with yes. their face. That's how I described it, because that's what it is. It's like they're holding their fists in front of their they're, faces yeah, as they're they doing go shake blah, blah, blah. They're, they're doing shake, shake weight without a shake weight. Yeah, they're just sort of like, their faces are completely limp, and they're just sort of shaking the face meat. Yeah, wiggling. Wiggling their face meat. Warbling their face meat. Sure. And we see Blaine talking to Kurt and Rachel yep. about how... Um, the warblers demand to be um, fairly placed in the order, yeah, and that means second, yeah. And uh, and Rachel asks for easy handling so that yes. the like she did with Will, guilting Blaine into doing worse so that uh, the new new directions will, I guess, feel better about themselves. Yes. Uh, and Blaine's like, no, we're not doing that. The warblers yes. have a reputation to uphold, and we will win. Yeah. Also, he's still very salty. Oh. About Extremely. Jane. So, um, but yeah. He's and then, salty about, like, everything? Yeah, but, like, Jane's the most recent thing. So, anyway, he gets a text from he also David. Seems, he also seems mad at Kurt. Ew, of course he is. Well, he thinks Kurt was in on it. Don't be all kind about this. Exactly. Um, but Kurt. so he gets a text from David saying there's an intruder. I believe it's apartment. Yeah. Oh, no. Yes. So everyone goes. Yes. <laughs> all three of them just go. Um, and we get a really the, the most fucking poor tasteless. taste. The ta- most tasteless thing we have probably ever done. But, honestly. Okay. I mean, they did do that original episode. But that was very different. We talked about it for a long time. That's true. But this is like a reference. So to clarify... The opening we shot. We see the yeah. inside of Blaven's apartment. Yes. And the camera pans over the back of 
Dave Krofsky's legs, which which are elevated. elevated, yes, um, to look like he's standing on a chair or something hung else, yeah, from something, right? It's pretty fucked up, dude. yes, no, and like, it really is. And there's no other way that you could see this, no. I think. Yeah. Like, you, you see that shot, and you're like, what What the fuck? Yeah. Like, you assume that David is dead. Right, no, and that's, every time I've watched it, I'm like, it, you can't not see that. Like, Which is, it, it's so fucked up. And it, it really like, changes the mood of the whole episode. Yeah. Like, it's so wild and wacky, and some could say fun, until you, like, you get a reference to, like, an attempted suicide. Right. Like, what the fuck? When we, we had to go back so that Chris could see it and be like, this is not okay. And yeah, like, exactly. Of course it isn't okay. This is horrible. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, after that poor, poor taste, tasteless yeah. shot, um, we see a... Well, David is standing on a chair. And with a chair. With a chair in hand to, like, be like, don't go in there. You're gonna die. It'll hurt you. <laughs> yeah, and so they all go into the bedroom, which has a bed now. We talked about that, too. It's all rainbow still, yes. so... Yeah. There's a bear cub on the bed. Like, a legitimate animal bear cub. Yeah. So... Um, it's actually pretty cute. I it thought is. Dave what is really adorable in this scene, yeah. where he's, like, afraid of the bear. Well, I mean... It's a reference realistically, to bears. Well, yeah, we're, we're gonna get there, but, like... The bear's cute. It is. It's like eating peanut butter on the yeah. bed or something. It's really adorable. <laughs> yes. Um, so we go to Breadsticks next, where yes. Sam and Rachel are... Not on a date. But they're getting dinner together. But they're not on it's... a date. They want you to know. They clarify multiple times. Yeah. Um, and they talk about their hobbies. Yes. Uh, Rachel watches Patti LuPone masterclass videos and just cries. Yes. Those are her well, hobbies. Okay. Legitimately, though, Sam is like, what do you do for your free time? And Rachel says, you mean besides cry? Which is well, not a joke. <laughs> like, Rachel's in a bad place That's still. a lot, Rach. Yeah. Um, and we find out that Sam blows glass. Yes. Now, which I think is a cool hobby. Yeah. Um, and... We get a hypnotism flash yes. when Rachel says that um, she wants to learn how to play piano. Yeah. And then a hypnotism flash where we see Sue's face do a warble. Yeah. And Sam says, oh, well, Blaine will give us piano lessons. Yeah. And that's when they clarify that it's not a date. No. They're just two people getting dinner yes. together. Yeah. Which is, yeah, it's not a date. No. Um. So then, in the next scene, Kurt confronts Sue about the bear. This is where we get the clarification that bears are hairy gay men. Yep. Sure. Um, and this is where Kurt mentions that he's met Walter. Yes. Um, someone online yeah. who they've been chatting, um, and they've really hit it off. And Sue says, Walter, he is a cannibal, surely. Yes. And you're so well marbled, you will be eaten. And then she says she would eat him if they got stranded on an island, if got, even if it wasn't deserted. Yeah, even if there were, like, a few places to choose from to eat, she yes. would prefer to eat Kurt. Um, <laughs> and Kurt's like, uh, and then um, Sue was like, oh, but you need to get back with Blaine. And get married. And get married, because I already promised Becky that she could be the something or other yeah. for the wedding. Um we all know that Sue wants to be Flower Girl, so right, that's yeah. her aim, really. Yeah. Well, and there's another thing in this scene, too. Um, I just like Sue references the time that Shu walked on water uh -huh. to propose to Emma in reference to, like, this, like, 
there's been so many weird things that happen, so this is just another weird thing or whatever, but, like... Yeah, um, she's like, oh, he mounted a lucite thing, like, table into the pool to walk on water. To literally walk on water. Yeah, he did that. He did do that. Man, that Christ metaphor was so fucked up. (laughs) Jesus. Um... (laughs) She's wearing that white tuxedo. Yeah. So then, yeah, we move on, um, and... It explains piano lesson. Yes. At the McKinley Auditorium. Yeah. Where, um, he's, like, telling them how to play. Yeah. Um, and Rachel's like, oh, well, you know, I'm not starting off from nothing because my dad's put me in piano lessons when I was a kid and I, I quit because I got bored. And Blaine says, oh, you quitting things? That doesn't sound like you. <laughs> and it's, like, so good. the it's fucking well shadiest done. thing yes. ever. Oh, yeah. my God. It's amazing. Then he has, like, a speech about good posture and Middle C being, yeah. like, a quiet town to come back to. <laughs> yes. Um, sure. And Sue lowers from this, what would you call that? Um, a cherry picker? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a cherry picker that we've seen her use outside with, like, the cheerleaders. Yes, yeah. But it's inside, in the auditorium, and it lowers so that Sue can say, oh, I'm really bored by all this stuff you're talking about. Um, And Blaine is like, I'm out. I'm rescheduling this. Yeah. And that's when... Well, Sue also, like... She's got Becky with her, too. Sam to take Rachel away. Yes. Like, and he does. Yeah. He's like, like he's like he's controlled yes. by Sue completely. She's like cast charm person. Yes, got like a perfect nat twenty. Yep. and and he's like literally just does whatever yeah, she wants. He's, he's bowed completely to her will. Yes, uh, and so Blaine reschedules, and Sue titles herself a badass, crazy super bitch. Well, Becky, Becky calls Becky her, calls her that, yeah. and then Sue's like, I am. Yes, and then sings bitch. bitch. <laughs> And it's so good. Oh my god, it's amazing. Um, if you haven't heard this song, it's an amazing song. It's probably one of my favorite songs of all time to like scream, sing to in the car. Sure. Um, ashamedly sometimes. No. You know? Um, I'm, I'm a, a little bitch. bit of everything. I'm a lover. All rolled into one. Yeah. Uh, and we see Sue use a fire extinguisher on, on people in the hallway. On children students. in the hallway. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay, and then it gets weird. <laughs> Immediately. Rachel pulls out, like, a big drawer at the bottom of her desk and yeah. sees Sue's head in it singing. Yes. Um, and she clearly, re- like, sees the head. Yes. She does not react with, like, horror. More like annoyance? Yeah, like, more like, like yeah, just being like, what are you doing in there? And then Sue's head is in Jane's locker when Jane yes. opens it. And, yes. like, Jane's afraid. Yes. <laughs> yes. And then we see Sue um, going into the fridge yes. in the teacher's lounge and picking up Rachel's thing. She licks it eventually throughout the song. <laughs> yeah. And then we see her messing up Emma's desk by like moving objects around. Not like messing it up, but, but just like moving but, like, objects. The obvious, which yeah. like, that's worse than yeah, just that's... like making it dirty, you know? Yeah. And then we see her take a baseball bat to the planets in the astronomy room. <laughs> yep. Um, and then she's just throwing kids into lockers full of speed. Yep. No, and, like, people fall on the ground. That's how hard they get they thrown in these lockers. Yeah. Then she goes to her office, and we the camera pans down to see uh, that her nameplate says bitch yes, on just her like desk. Big capital letters, bitch. I want that. <laughs> I want that. It's, yeah, it's, the song is also well done. 
Like, I mean, I think it's like one of the best songs that Jane Lynch has ever sung on the show. Yeah. Because it's it's more in her vocal range and than also, all the stuff that they make her do usually. Yeah, it's also not a Broadway number. So yeah, ta-da. Yeah, I think Sue did a great job. Yeah. I think it's a great number. Um, yeah, so then... The, the head in the drawer is fucking wacky, though. Yeah, we, we looked at it, too. We looked at the original music video. It's not and a we reference. Didn't really see anything there. It's just something they did. But why? But why? But why? It, we, is it like a big brother metaphor for, I, like, Sue being no able idea. to see everything in this school? Apparently she sees everything everywhere. Um, okay, so the next scene, we're back at Breadsticks, yeah. the classic date spot. Believe it. Believe it is here. Um, Blaine's talking about how um, he, um, he he's like never he hasn't been here in a long time. Oh, it's yeah. been like a long time yeah. for both of them to be here. And like David's like, oh yeah, I'm definitely not the same person I was in high school. Yeah. And then somebody recognizes David. Yes. And then another person. And well, then that guy's boyfriend. Yeah. Every single man who's in this restaurant, because that's all who are here actually yes. are white. Um, hairy men. Hairy men. Yeah. Uh, all recognize David. Yes. And guess what? They're all his exes. Well, they're all men he's been on dates with. Yeah. I wouldn't say exes. Sure. But yeah, so Sue arrives to tell us that and also inform us that she did a DNA test. Well, she... Turns out... Uh, they're 100% David, those bitches. Well, they're 100% third cousins. Yeah. Um, she stole hair from their lint trap of their washing machine. Yes. Okay. Well, she did it when she put the bear in there, probably. Yeah, they share a, an ancestor named Thomas Anderson. <laughs> who, who makes watches. <laughs> who made watches. Well, she's a time traveler, so True. like... <laughs> True. Um... So that's, I mean, that's clearly uh, bad. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, it's like... Blaine's reaction shot to finding out that they're cousins is one of the best parts of the episode, where he's just like, uh, <laughs> like a half smile. Ooh. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, so we see Rachel being bad at piano in yes. the choir room for the next scene. She's just really bad at it. Yeah. Um, and... Sam comes in and is talking about, like, lizard tails, but what he really wants to say is, like, the piano needs to be an extension of you, like, yeah. another limb. Yeah. Um, but he doesn't really say it all that well. Well, he, he talks about how, like, the greats are, like, Stevie Wonder and Ray yeah. Charles, and they're that, blind. Yeah, so. you don't need your eyes to be yeah. a good piano player is, like, what he's trying to say. So he makes Rachel close her eyes and um, play the chords on his hands. Very yeah. sensual. It's very flirtatious. <laughs> it really is. Um, and, um, yeah, Rachel, like, smiles and giggles. Yeah. Whatever. It works. There's, like, a p the piano tones yes. as Rachel plays them on Sam's hands. You hear it in the track. Yeah. I, I mean... It's fine. It's cute. It is cute. It's What's unfortunate about this is we know that it's fake. We know like, that Sam is, like, going to eventually gaslight her because he's been hypnotized. Yeah. <laughs> what? What? When <laughs> Would you imagine that we would have to say that no. sentence ever? No. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, so then let's keep moving. To so, meet a bizarro character. Yes. Described as such. Yeah. So Sue goes to Carmel High. Um, she's meeting with Principal Gunderson, who we... So we hear the name, and Sue walks into the office, and the reveal... Principal Gunderson is Principal... I think Alexis... Abigail. Okay. Abigail, Abigail Figgins Gunderson. Yes. Um, also played by Iqbal Fiba. Yes. Who plays... Principal, Principal Figgins. Figgins. Um, but he's in a blonde wig. Yes. Um, 
And we find out that um, Principal and Abigail are one year apart. Yes. And they both went into high school administration. And also, you heard that right. Principal. <laughs> that character's name is Principal Figgins. That's his name. That's his so, name. So now, if you're going to use his title now, it'd be Janitor Principal Figgins. Exactly. And originally, it was Principal Principal, Principal Figgins. Figgins. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Amazing. Yes. And, like, Sue is Sue's like sort of thrown back yeah. by all of this, and she calls Principal Gunderson Bizarro Figgins. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, we find out that she's here to discuss Will's treasonous actions yes. that she captured in the drone footage. Yep. She shows the drone footage to Principal Gunderson yep. and is like, see, he's pledging his loyalty to the New Directions and sabotaging vocal adrenaline. Yep. What are you going to do about this? Yep. Um, and we find out that Will is the study skills teacher and right. glee club director at Carmel High. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, we. She doesn't say what she's gonna do to him. She, she does seem worried. Yeah. About his treasonousness. Yeah. So, anyway, we move on to um, his status as a saboteur. Yes. So we're at a New Directions rehearsal. Uh, Rachel and Kurt are telling the four members of New Directions that they will still compete yeah. at this Invitational. Um, you don't need a full club to compete. So the so. Invitational hasn't happened yet, no, y'all. We not. we have seen um, the two other choirs rehearsing yeah. within the McKinley Auditorium. Maybe, but maybe they get a day to rehearse. First. So, like, Vocal Adrenaline was that one day. Yeah. And then that other day was the Warblers. And then, yeah. And then we finally see the Invitational. Right, because... Okay, like a dress rehearsal. Yeah. Sure. Because they're treating... That's never happened ever before. No, but it's weird, because they're treating it like a full-on, like, competition. Yeah. So, I guess that makes the most sense (laughs) out of any theory, like... People have pointed out to Rachel in this episode that they cannot compete unless they have at sectionals yeah. um, with four members. Right. So it's yeah. cool that they're going to bring out the rules one last time. Uh, and Rachel plays some bad piano for the New Direction members. It's really bad. <laughs> well, what's great is Jane claps at the end. We also like... get a shot of like Kurt's face in pain as yeah. Rachel's playing. Yeah, Bye. it's great. And um. <clears throat> They, during the talk of the Invitational, the twins are like, oh, great, more stage time for us. Twinning! Yeah. <laughs> okay. The twins are weird. <laughs> and but, um, yeah. Roderick's like, oh, so we're screwed because the yes. other choirs are good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Kurt also is like, we're screwed. But we're screwed. Yeah. Oh, we see Sue and Will in the next scene um, in Sue's office. Sue's office. Will yeah. is Will's here. confronting her. Yeah, Will's here to yell at Sue. Because he got in trouble yep. for the drone video, so, yep. yeah. And uh, Will's she, upset and is yeah. angry with him, yeah. angry with Sue, and then Sue um, confronts Will about the fork. Yes. Saying that Will has always expected things from Sue that are, like, like unreasonable or something, and, like, says that he treats her like a common house slave, which is, like... Not a chill thing to say no, if you're a like, white person. But soon never general, says anything that are chill. Like that's true. Um, and we find out that she's harassed Will in ways that we weren't aware of before. Yes. Uh, the last time that they shared a like Christmas holiday together, yeah. he ate fruitcake with Brad the piano player's plaque in it. Yeah, because, like teeth plaque. Because Brad the piano player saved three years worth of plaque. In, in a, a jar. jar that Sue somehow acquired yes. and put in a fruitcake. Yeah. Um, and that Will should never have let her into his bathroom 
because for the last three years, instead of applying Minoxil, which I is a, a hair care product of some sort, Minoxil, Minoxidil. Sure. It's a oh, it's like a hair loss, hair regrowth treatment. Okay. It's a hair regrowth treatment. Um, and Sue replaced with P. Yeah, um, her P, specifically. Her P. Yeah. And why would she do these puerile acts? That's a, that's for Direct quote, sure. yeah. Um, because she hates Will Schuster. Yes. I hate you. Yeah, and then she's like, I'm gonna lay into you for real. I'm gonna make you homeless, and you're gonna drink gutter water. It is ridiculous that you got two Teacher of the Year, year Awards when you... Couldn't even teach the language. You couldn't even speak a word of the language that you were supposed to be teaching. And then she's like, you don't even know the name of the best musicians in that choir room, and you never knew them. The band. Yes. You treat them like nameless human garbage. Yes. She calls him a pederast. Yep. Um, says that he should have reenacted what must have been his formative teenage moment um, by, I guess, assaulting Finn in the yeah. shower during yeah. the pilot. Yeah. Um, that's pretty It's pretty bad. bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. and she calls his pep talks condescending, yeah. and that he really lost it around Beaver Week. Yes. Oh, oh man, y'all, this is a speech. Yeah, yeah, and Will, like... <laughs> he's cowed. Especially at the not... mention of P. I mean, a little he's, bit. Like, but he out. seems like he's, like, resolute about it at the very end, yeah. which... I don't understand, because it, well, she because Becky, destroys him. It's because Becky tweeted oh, yeah. that Sue is it's, thinking about retirement, Yes, and Will's like, I will make sure that the Glee Club is cemented in this school, right? whether you're retired or not, or yes. something like that. Yeah. So. Oh my god. This speech. But really, it's... I mean, I love that um, even though Sue has been manipulating the lives of these teenagers and been obsessed with one of their relationships, um, that she still hates Will. Yeah. You know, that's like, some consistency. Yeah. And, and it fuels her motivation as well to protect these kids because Will sucks so bad. Right. Well, and the thing for me is I, like, for the most part, Sue is not wrong about yeah. Will. He's a really bad person. Yeah. We've been saying this forever. He's an extremely he's, bad person. He's a really bad person. And... Some of it goes a little uh, out, out away from what I want. Yeah, like the but... pederast stuff is like somewhat. Yeah. There's there's some ground there for her to like address, but it's like not. I don't know. Yeah, and like, yeah, but I I just I just hate Will. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um. She does say that he's like got the emotional depth of a twelve year old girl or something. Which is why he's friend. Wait, he has no adult friends. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so we see Kurt berating janitor Principal Figgins yes. in the house of the auditorium. Like, yeah. he's trying to scrape gum off the seats. Yeah. And Kurt's like, oh, well, you need... He's, like, standing a few rows away and, like, got his arms crossed. Like, oh, well, you need to do a better job scraping those chairs. And it's like, hey, can you not be such a fucking asshole? Like, janitor <laughs> Figgins is just doing his job. But Kurt is an asshole. That's true. Also, Figgins blames, like, the parents Yeah, for, for sticking reason. gum under there. Like, yeah. Kurt's like, oh, these kids sticking gum under there. And janitor Figgins is like... Um, it's his parents. Yeah. Uh, Blaine arrives to yep. say that he's here for that piano lesson. Yep. And um, he's like, oh, but where are they? And Kurt's like, I don't know. And Figgins tells us they were uh, getting real close. To Midland. Yeah. Uh, ooh, perhaps another Glee romance <laughs> bubbling. Yeah. And Blaine complains about, um, <laughs> so 
Kurt's like, oh, well, you seem upset, Blaine. And then Blaine, like, collapses into one of the chairs and is like, all of David's exes were at our dinner the other night. And, like, he slept with every every bear in the greater Midwest area. And, um... Uh, he also is like, oh, we're cousins, yes. too. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Blaine's like, then they, like, come around and be like, oh, well, we're adult friends. We're friends. Yes. We were lovers, but we're friends. Yeah. yeah. Well, because Kurt points out that, like, they're probably not related because Sue was trying to get the two of them yeah. back together. And so Sue probably made it up. And uh, then they established that they were each other's first loves. But, but they're, they're friends. Yeah, now, now they're, they're just friends. friends. And they're adults. We're adults and we're friends. And we're friends. <laughs> and Kurt's like, oh, well, in Hope for Full Disclosure, I did meet someone online. Yeah. And we really hit it off. His name's Walter. Yes. And Blaine's like, Walter. Mm, Walter. 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 And mm. I was totally fucking right. Yes. That as soon as, as Kurt got somebody else, Blaine was going to be voracious in yes. destroying them. Yes. Uh, of course. Yeah. And Blaine's like, oh, well, I hope Walter realizes that he's got America's most eligible bachelor. On a date. Yeah. <laughs> it's, um... I mean, it's pretty intense, yeah. y'all. It's um, I mean, these people should never be in the same room together, probably, no. uh, because their relationship is toxic. Yeah, like I don't. I mean, I guess Sue is a terrible person, yeah. which could explain why she's such a claim stand. Yeah, because <laughs> they're so bad for each other. Yeah. they don't well, bring she, anyone anything good. She didn't see how much they were fighting in New York. I guess. So. Yeah. Anyway, okay. So then we move to. Uh, Sam, Sam and Rach Rachel in the in the choir room. Yes. Um, and they're playing piano together. Yes. And they start flirtily. Well, well Sam tells Rachel how she, he's like, "You're really good at piano now," and she is bizarrely <laughs> just amazing at piano. Yep. And then she thanks him for com- like for helping her. Yep. And then together they play one or a thousand miles. They sort of flirtily do yeah. And then, yeah, and then... Yeah, and... Well... Okay, so (laughs) after they they tinkle the first few phrases on the piano, and then it's a hard cut to outside with a piano on... A flatbed truck. On a flatbed truck. We don't see the truck. We just see the piano floating down the street (laughs) with Rachel and Sam on it. Yeah. Um, There is one point in the song where you can catch the light box and the camera operator in a window. Yeah. Like, reflection on the other side of the street. Fucking loved that. Yes. Um... Because, like, why are they doing this? My my favorite is, I I wrote down, they ride their magic piano around town. (laughs) And they also go to a park where the piano is just there. There's a bit where they're in front of, like, a ballet studio and all these little kids are, like, doing ballet around the piano. It's um, so weird. There's, like, a string quartet to play with them. It's so weird. And they're singing. And, I mean, it's a great song if you love a meme. Yeah. (laughs) I guess, yes. And, I mean, I'm so glad that Glee did it under the wire. Yes. Because it's a great, it's a banger. Sure. Um... And I, I guess Sam and Rachel, like, connect? Yes. Well, because, so at the very end of Sam the song... Sam is overcome with love. Yes. And he kisses Rachel. Right. And to note, this is where the scene ends. Yeah. Um, we will figure out in the next scene kind of how it went, but uh, Chris brought up a good point when we were watching it. Like... We know that Sam is hypnotized, and he's supposed to forget everything. Forget everything as soon as he kisses Rachel. Right. So, how does that end? Like, 
they obviously didn't show it because they don't know how, but yeah. like. <laughs> um, he leaves. Yeah, apparently. Quickly. Apparently, he Rachel just runs out of the room. That's how Rachel describes it: is that he left quickly. Yes. So, cutting to that. So we come back. They're in the hallway. Sam, Sam is, is talking, talking to players, football players. Football players. Yeah. Rachel is like, "Oh, can I talk to you for a second? Yeah. Can I steal you away?" <laughs> and uh, Rachel's like, "Oh, we should discuss the kiss. We didn't really talk about it." Um, and then Sam's like, "Wait, what?" what? And Sam and Rachel's like, "Oh, yes, of course. It was an actor's gesture that you know meant something in the moment because of all the emotion that we were acting, but it doesn't mean anything in the real world. I understand." Yeah. Which, like, what the fuck, Rachel? Well, she's trying to justify she hasn't been close to anyone in a romantic sense for a long time. Yeah. It's yeah. So. Since Brody. I. I guess. Was that his name? Or was yeah, it Yeah, it was Brady. Brody. It was Brody. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so then she asks him out on a date. For coffee. Yeah, and he's he clarifies that it's a date, and then he's like, no. Well, and he says no, and he's like, it's not because of your small butt. I actually love your small butt. Yeah. It's actually because I'm still in love with Mercedes. Right. Um, and Rachel's like, okay, okay. Well, and, and in the background of this moment, because Sam, like, walks away, mm-hmm. and we see Rachel, like, consternating and then sue like glides in the background as we get screeching violins (laughs) she goes by and it's like no sue did this the whole time um and we see in the next scene sue re-hypnotizing sam yes uh and calls him her dark apprentice yes which okay does uh, while we watched it i complained that it doesn't feel like a very fitting name because Something like Dark Puppet would make more sense. Yeah. But if we think about it, that he's not actually hypnotized, like, he is her Dark Apprentice, because he's doing these evil things. Yeah. So, I mean... And, like... I mean... (laughs) This is all very confusing. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. So she re-hypnotizes him, she pulls out the pocket watch, it gets waved, um, and she just says some words. This is, like, what Sam mentioned before. Yeah. Oh, uh, she's like, Triscodoscophobia. Yeah. Some, 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 something. Yeah. And Sam's like, do you want me to be unhypnotized when you say those words? What do you mean? And he's still hypnotized at this point. Right. And well, uh, except- Sue says, no, those are words I just like. Yeah, but it's like, he kind of like... He does mumble it in sort of a hypnotized way. No, no, he breaks out of it. He's like, he's like mumbling, and then, and then she says those words, then he's like, wait, are those words that are supposed to de-hypnotize me, or are those words supposed to hypnotize me? And then she's like, neither of those are just words I like. like And then he like goes back into like the trance looking head, like head moving thing. It's weird. Okay. Um, and Sue tells him to continue gaslighting Rachel. Yes. And to steal Will's bills. Yes. From his apartment. Yes. Yeah, because she she also says, while she's hypnotizing him, that phase two will also bring down Will. Yeah. Um, and so. she does say verbatim, gaslight, Yeah, Rachel. she does, yeah. Because um, <laughs> that's what Sam's doing. Yep. Uh, the next scene is back at Breadsticks. We're getting another the Breadsticks date. The third Breadsticks date of the episode. <laughs> this time it's with Kurt and Walter. Yes. The big reveal is that Walter's old as fuck. He's like, he... He's in his 50s. Yeah, he goes like, I'm 50 years old. He even, like, wipes his hand across his mouth, yeah. which is the most, like... Boomer-ass shit. Exactly. Like, it's seriously, like, old people lying about their age. Like, yeah, we on. found out, we find out that he had a wife and has kids, um, and Specifically, he just, the kids that are around Kurt's, Kurt's age, age, which and is that's, weird. I mean, that's my heart out. Like, yeah, me too. I, I, you know, I think, like, Kurt could 
do really well with an older man. Yes. Um, he already has, because Blaine's um, millennia old. Yeah. Um, and Kurt loves old people things. Yes. Uh, well, that's, they, they even talk yeah. about it, how yeah. they discussed, they had a phone call yes. for this date, and like, how did Kurt not know? There's old as fuck on the phone, I don't yeah. know. Um, where they talked about Golden, the Golden Girls. Girls. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was the best sitcom of all time. Right, yeah, so like, obviously, Kurt is an old person yeah. in a young person's he body. He always has been, too. Exactly. So this makes a lot of sense. It's just weird that Walter clarifies that his kids are Kurt's age because it does make it sound really incesty. Yeah. Like, it makes it feel well, really gross. I mean, no shame to, like, a... No, but, like... Like a daddy fetish, well, but, whatever. But my issue is that Walter is not upfront about his age. That's true. And, and like, his profile picture is him 30 because that's how he feels is 30 yikes Um, and he says I'm not a deluded psycho I just like you (laughs) okay Um, yeah well and so to be fair I will give Walter credit here because Walter is like I don't think this is going anywhere ugly also no he's not and he's also like he he does he did start with some lies, which is not great. But then he is like, hey, I can tell you're not interested. I'm going to go. And then Kurt being the, like, heroic asshole. <laughs> like, the biggest, like, hero He likes old people. No, he likes not... He likes to be seen as someone who's not, like, ist. You know, like, he's not ageist. Yeah. He's not sexist. He's like, oh, no, I'm not not interested because of your al- age. he also has... A connection to old people. Right, yeah. He loves old people. <laughs> Santana has made that very clear for us. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, they, they have the date. We don't yeah. get to see more of it, though. It's... Well, they say they're going to they're gonna start as friends. Yeah. It's not it's not romantic yet. They're just, they're just friends. Just it wait until he buys Kurt a bunch of stuff. Oh, my God, I can't okay, wait. Okay, so S- Sam steals Will's mail yes. in the next scene. Well, he he's starting to yeah, steal we Will's see mail. Yeah, we see outside of Will's apartment complex where yeah. Sam has, like, jimmied the door open with yes. a knife. Yes. And Will <laughs> He's wearing a leather him. jacket, too. Yes. Evil Sam. Yeah. Will catches him in the act. And he's like, why are you stealing my... And he's like, hey, Sam, I think that's my mail, buddy. Yes. <laughs> Sam's like, yeah, I'm stealing it because Rachel told me to. Right, you know, so <laughs> Sam goes on one of the most eloquent speeches that Sam has had in a while, where he... Like he, oh, like, he describes how Rachel told him to get the mail, specifically the bills, so that way, if you didn't have your bills, you wouldn't pay them, and then you'd feel a lot of strife about, like... It would cause you yeah. a lot of stress yes. and distract Will from well, being the, good at vocal adrenaline. Exactly. And, um... Yeah. Will buys it. Will buys it completely, and Sam's like, Rachel's mad at you, Will, um, because she thinks that you're the one who caused her failure with the TV show. Yes. And Run, Joey, Run. Yes. And answered the broken nose. And, and Boko Haram. Yeah. And Sam's like, I don't know what Boko Haram is, but she seemed upset. And then he just, like, gives Will the mail and leaves. Well, no, he also, what's great about it is he also tells Will, he's like, also, could you tell Rachel that, that I was Next here? time you see Rachel, can you tell her that I did this? Yeah. Because she really wanted me to do it. Right. It's like... What? Like, okay, so we... It, this doesn't make sense. No. It doesn't make and sense also, that Will would buy this. Sue didn't give the, uh, like, 
instruction to right. say that Rachel was the one who told him to do it. Well, maybe she did, but we didn't see that. Oh, mm, okay. Well, because then it makes this reveal even better. I guess better, yeah. yeah. Well, and so here's my thing. Will is already aware that Sue is trying to destroy him. Yeah. So why, why would you this believe seem... this? Yeah, yeah. like... Ugh. Well, because Rachel is, is like a vindictive Sure. But Sam, yeah, I guess he trusts Sam too much, I think, mm. because Sam is pretty simple, so it doesn't seem like he would do something like this. But he's evil now. He's yeah. evil, Sam. Can we also mention that, like, Cord Overstreet's hair is, like, significantly less blonde yeah, this like, episode? It's, like, brown. It's like, well, it's, like, heavily gelled, I feel like, is part of it's it. It's a darker color, okay. for sure. Yeah. Because he's evil Sam. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, yes. Um, yeah. It's, I love evil Sam, though. Oh, my God. Well, and, okay. Well, we also get the, like, weird hypnotism filter yeah. on the scene, too. Yep. When Sam is talking to Will and Will is listening to Sam, we get the hypnotism filter over Will's face this time. It's so weird. we see Will stoked. Yes. And serious. Yes. In the next scene, he's pumping up vocal adrenaline per- before their performance at the Invitational. Yeah. And he um like tries to Pep like talk. reach out to yes. one of the members and like pat them on the shoulder and they're, they're like, "Don't touch me." Yeah. Well, he's he's like trying to give him this because like, he's giving yeah. a. Uh, what did Sue describe it? Con- condescending pep talk. Yes. Um, where he's telling them how good they need to be during this performance and how they need to leave it all out on the stage. Yes. And someone, in, one of his students asks, are you bipolar? Like, and another one, like, yells at him, we, we don't, don't like, like you. you. Um, <laughs> it's and horrible. then Will does a show circle alone. alone by himself. Well, that's the best part. He's like, show he puts, circle. He puts and his he puts hands, hands in. And, and he's everyone, like, okay, everyone. Everyone stares at him. And then he goes, amazing! Okay, you'll learn how to do that! G- good luck! <laughs> he just, like, runs off to the veins. It's so messed up. Oh, man. And, um... Sue, so Sue intros the Invitational, calling it a blood sport, and says, happy Hunger Games. Happy Hunger <laughs> Which has, makes this, like, the fourth reference to a movie that came out this year. <laughs> like, the year that this came out. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway... Well, what are the other big references? Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, because yeah. of the Khaleesi thing. Yes. And, like, when we saw that the first time, Chris was like, well, this is, like, the third mention of Game of Thrones yes. this season. Yes. And it's like, <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is, though. Ryan Murphy's a super fan. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. We see Vocal Adrenaline perform. Yes. Next, they sing Rock Lobster. Yes. Which is cut with a an amazing flash of Sue in her office watching the drone footage, because yes. the drone is back, watching the drone footage of this performance with Becky in a lobster costume. Which makes no sense. No sense at all. Where they get the lobster costume, how they know for Becky to put it on for this number. Right. Whatever. Uh, and they also sing Whip It. Yes. They have skirts that look like the Devo hats. Yes. And Devo hats for the boys. Yes. Their costumes are also, um, like, tearaway. Yes. Um, well, like, Velcro. Yeah, because the first number, they're doing, like, an 80s, like, very, like, pattern it, thing. Yeah, it's like um, like a Cubist pattern yeah. with, like, a pink white-pink ombre yeah. over top. I mean, the costumes are ugly, but they're, like, show choir costumes. So, well, but, uh, and, and they're very 80s style, which yeah. is great. Yeah. Um, so when they're singing Rock Lobster, they're wearing these costumes, and then they get ripped off yes. for the second half with, with it. There's aerialists on hoops yes. for that part of the number. And, um, and during, the girls are wearing, like, beehive hairdos. Yes. And so during both both numbers, we see uh, members of the New Directions looking intimidated. Yep. Um, also, there's a bit where Rachel and Kurt are, like, 
like exasperated and then Will is in the front and turns to like yeah. gleefully mock Rachel. Yes. Which like, is like gloat. Yeah, it's so it's so good. And the performance is great. Yes. I mean vocal adrenaline has been good consistently the whole show. Yep. They've also been like actual show choir yes. style the whole show. Yes. Um except for a little bit with like when Jesse St. James does the uh Queen Yeah um, and, or I mean I guess sunny. you could also argue like a little bit with Unique too, Sunny like the and Unique, pinball yeah. wizard. Yeah. Um, I mean, they, when Unique did it, it like it, worked, and it like makes sense that like they have soloists for sure. their performances. But whatever, this is like back to sort of original vocal adrenaline yeah. style um, show choir. The dancing is perfect. Yes. Uh, in some of the most hard dancing, that's when we flash to the audience where yes. we see Kurt. Like, oh, they're not holding back at all. <laughs> well, okay, and. Yeah, and the numbers are well done. Oh yeah. But then, so this episode ends with the warp. With well, so yeah, we we fl- we pan over the audience as we get to Rachel and Kurt, obviously. Yeah. But the warblers, we get a little snippet of we can see them, and there are people crying. Yeah. There are warblers who are so upset about how well Vocal Adrenaline just did that they are moved to tears. Specifically, the one who was like, "Oh, we'll marry dogs." Right. Yeah. There's <laughs> we'll that. We'll let dogs into the warblers if we let a woman in. And like he's crying, and it's it's just a pan over to see Rachel and Kurt, like with their heads upset. in their hands, just being like, what? Blaine's upset as well. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's the end of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> right in the middle of the Invitational. Well, it's part one. It is part one. So, but and Sam wouldn't let us oh. watch part two, so no. here we are. Yes. Well, it makes for a fun segment where we get to talk about what we think will happen. Oh, but, okay. Okay, but we need to get there. So before we get there. It wasn't a rock. It was a podcast business. <laughs> but it's a metaphor. And metaphors are important. Gold stars are important. Because gold stars are a metaphor for me being a star. So we start with gold stars, as we always do. Mm-hmm. Um, who's first? I think I am. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, so I decided to give my gold star to Sue. Mm. Um. I don't like a lot of the things that she does, but she is nefarious as hell, and I do kind of love the yeah. pettiness of deciding to destroy Will yep. because of a plastic fork. Totally. Like, that, that is good for me. Yeah, I mean, also, she's completely right about how terrible Will is. Right. Like, he's been this terrible from the beginning. We've right. talked about it. Yeah. Incessantly. <laughs> Like, for much more of my life than I would prefer, in yes. retrospect. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think that you're completely warranted in choosing Sue. Uh, the ones that I'm, like, thinking about yeah. are Blaine. Uh, for, part, for the little moments this sure. episode. Yeah. You know, the moment... The moment of, where he tells Rachel, like... Yeah. yeah. That, uh, the shade moment yes. with Rachel, and then the moment on the date with, yes. with David, and yeah. then, like, being afraid of the bear. I don't know. Um, but I think it's really gotta be Sue. Like, this yeah. is Sue's episode. Yes. Um, I think Sam also is a good contention for Gold Star, <laughs> like, being the dark apprentice I guess. of Sue. <clears throat> um, yeah, but I'm gonna go with Sue as well. Yeah, I, I forgot. I was originally gonna make a joke when we got here, and uh-huh. I was gonna be like, I'm gonna give my Gold Star to Santana. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, it's, it's... It's a shame that, um, Britannia isn't in this episode, but... They're getting ready for their wedding. Yeah, in a future... I have read the description. There is going to be... A wedding, The Britannia wedding. Thank God. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so the numbers in this episode, moving to best number. Bitch. Yeah, so we got bitch. A thousand miles. Yep. 
and Rock Lobster and Whip It. Yeah, four that's, whole numbers. That's it. It doesn't feel too quiet, though, because of the, the shrieking violins. Yeah. I and mean, the amount of Sue monologues, which do have, like, sort of a rhythmic flow to them. Sure. I would argue that Bitch comes way too late. It does. Like I would agree. There's no music for, like, a full first half of the episode. Like a full 20 minutes, yeah. for sure. Uh, what what yeah. are you going to choose? I mean, I'm picking Bitch. Because it's really good. Yeah. But the thing is, Rock Lobster and Whippet are also really They're good. They're great. And also, A Thousand, a thousand Miles, miles is, is good, really too. Good. Yeah, because it's like, like, Rachel and Sam really are vibing. Yeah, and like... And, like, <laughs> and the hard cut to the outside with the piano just gliding down the yeah. street. Like, it's like, what the fuck is happening? Magic and I piano loved it. my favorite thing. But yeah, I'm picking Bitch. The, the, yeah. the like series of events that happen during that number are They're delectable. Like, yeah. But, man, it's just so weird. Like, I'm also choosing Bitch. Cool. I think it's a great song, and like yeah. like I said when we were discussing it, it's so in J- Jane Lynch's vocal range. Sure. Like, this is the best who has ever sounded. Yeah. Um, and it's... So let's get into rating. Because yeah, we really okay. need to discuss this whole episode and how yes. it um, pertains to the rest of the show as a whole. Yes. Um, Sue's been orchestrating the lives of these teens yes. this entire time. Yeah. Um, specifically to, like, I guess, help curb Will's influence on them because she hates Will so much. Yeah, and also to keep Clean together. Yeah, and she also hates the Glee Club. That's right. true as well. Um, so, yeah, uh, she she has a point that Glee Club has ruined a lot of these people's lives. Uh, yes. And... Um, I mean, this changes everything. I mean... She's a clan stan. This changes everything. Like, (laughs) the thing about it for me is that it just feels so unrelated to Glee. It feels, like, out of canon. It's not a show. Like, it's not Glee. When we first watched this, it was like, is this happening? Well, and, yeah, like, I mean... Peek behind the curtain. The first time I watched this, I was not sober. Yeah. And um, so, Sam, Sam and Chris, are, okay, they're adorable. They split edibles. Um, and they have amazing effect on them. It makes me long for a day when I had a lower tolerance. Um, but. But, like, it was just, it's, like. It's a wild episode. It's like you are going it? on a drug trip when you watch it. <laughs> like, seriously, I was watching and I was like, this can't be real. Like, I. But it is. But it is. It's real. It's real. It's real. Uh, Sue's head was in a fucking drawer. It's just... Okay, so here's the thing. Like, I have two ratings written down here, and I'm going to read both of them, mm-hmm. and I want you to tell me which one you think is the better one. Okay. Okay, so as as per usual, it's out of five slushies, more of the worse. Yeah. I'm between one out of five slushies and four out of five slushies, because this episode is both like, one of the best episodes of Glee that has ever existed, as well as one of the absolute worst. Yeah, okay, so here's what I'm... I'm gonna go for four. Okay. Because while it's fun to watch... It, like, blows up everything. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's like a kill everything at the end. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. You know? They wake up and it was a dream. Yeah, like... (laughs) It feels like they're cheating a little bit. Yeah. Um, to, like, get the fans what they want, which is Blaine... And, and Kurt back together, yeah. right? Yeah. But, and I, they're also doing sort of, like, a speaking to the fans and, like, yeah. mocking the fans again yes. by having, like, Sue be this, like, diehard stan. Right. Because it's, like, commenting on how the stans have acted previously. Yes. Yeah. Which, like, I'm never down for that. I think no. when Glee breaks that metal wall, they're just, like, being assholes. Well, yeah, like, 
you know, nobody and likes it Stephen make, Moffat. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't want to, I don't want Kalina to tell me that I'm an asshole, but I'm watching it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm going to go with four personally. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the thing about it is that like some of the things, like we were just talking about how the numbers are all really good. Yeah. Like I enjoyed watching the episode. I did for real, but <laughs> it also was like such a cheap way to end That's the show. True. That's yeah, and to be fair, it's not ending yet, so, like... And also, okay, I love magical realism. Yes. I'm always down for some magical realism, but, but there's but no... there's never been any. Yeah, like, so it's, like, changing the entire universe. Yeah, they... In they, the, in the yeah. like, we're less than ten... We're, like, nine episodes away from the right. show ending. Yeah. And it's, like, the rules of the world have completely changed. Right, which... I mean, to be fair, we've complained in the past about how, like, Glee tries to toe this line between, like, things that could actually happen and things that could never happen. But, like, this is legitimate supernatural shit. Yeah. Like, we're, we're not talking about, like, the Acafellas no. or, like, you know, like, sectionals not having rules or whatever. We're talking about literal hypnotism yeah. where someone, like, legitimately... Is under, like someone. Like, yeah, it's under the control. Of another person. Of another person, and it's, like, uh, under magic control, yes. <laughs> yes. it seems. Yeah. Um, because, like, if nothing in Sam's character would make him want to destroy Rachel. Right. Because he's, like, always liked her as a friend. Right. Yeah, and, like, we've never had any indication that Sue would have supernatural abilities. Yeah. Or use them. Like, yes. it's just... Is so far from reality. I'm gonna also give it four out of five. I do really like it, but not for the right reasons. Right. It's a, like, it's a, an enjoyable episode to watch because you're like on the edge of your seat, like what the fuck is happening? Well, and but to, it's blowing up the plot. Yeah, and to be fair, I think this is only enjoyable for people that suffered through the first five, mm, six episodes. Mm. Like, if you if I watch this, like as a show, I yeah. would be pissed off watching well, this episode. Yeah, and also, part of it I is I mean, like, I, w- I was too angry to keep watching the show anyway. Yeah, but like, I feel like if I started Glee with this episode, I would be like, oh, this show is dope, and then I'd be watching it, and I'd be like, oh, this show Where's sucks. Where's the magic? Exactly. Because, like, this episode is so different from everything else. It's yeah. a completely different show. So... One thing that we should maybe touch on is how when Sue hypnotizes Sam, like, it implies that that number happened, like, right. IRL. That yeah. it's not, it, it's not, it's not undiegetic. Like, they have a piano on a yes. truck. Yeah. And it goes through town. Right. And they have a piano in the park. Yeah, because no one ever it. mentions a flatbed truck, ever. It just is it just, there. Yeah, exactly. So... I just, I have no idea. Like, it's so <laughs> weird. It doesn't make sense. Um, so, yeah, we're going to be back next week yes. with The Hurt Locker Part 2. Right. What do you think's going to happen? Well, we're going to see the rest of the Invitational. Um, I don't think we're going to. No? You think everyone else is going to quit? <laughs> no, I think though. I think it'll be implied that they did it, and we won't see it. What if, what if this causes the Warblers and New Directions to combine... To compete to, to beat vocal adrenaline. Yeah. And then Jane can finally be the leader of the Warblers. Yes. Um, mm. I mean, that could be something. I mean, Clayne, I guess, they're is going to get back together. Yeah, I think Clayne's going to get back together. I don't know if it's going to be during the Her Locker episode, but they're going to get back together for sure. Right. Maybe at the Britannia wedding. Maybe. 
I just I and then I think the <laughs> I think the show's gonna end with a time jump to the clean wedding. Okay, that's how I think the show's gonna end. Sure. Um, yeah, I don't know what's gonna happen to Hurt Locker too, though. Past like more splitting up of Blavid. I feel like that's the main thing that's gonna happen. Mm. But. I have no idea. It's fucking... I guess we have the fallout of Rachel and Will's relationship. Yeah, that we need to deal with. Yeah. Um, and then maybe Rachel will confront Sam. Maybe, yeah. So, I mean, next week we'll be back to discuss these things because we'll have actually watched the episode. <laughs> um, but in the meantime, if you want to reach out to us, we're on Twitter at Glee. Email snmhateglee at gmail.com. We also have a Patreon uh, patreon.com slash snmaglee um, we push most of the donations there to donating ourselves we are still donating to the trans law center because that is a good cause. a good cause yeah yeah thanks so much for listening we'll be back next week we should go watch the episode right now yeah we're gonna go do that let's, so let's go yeah so until next week when we're back to talk about season six episode five the heart locker part two i've been sam and i've been maggie and we hate glee from the top Da 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 da